that's that's worth that's worth digging all the way to the fifth one for. That's worth the you know just we just got to keep going for that one. Yeah, you know we just got to keep going. There's no we just got to keep going. Gotta you keep know going. what else we got to keep going for? What's that? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixlet. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. And today is part two of Five Nights at Freddy's: The Twisted Onis. The Twisted Ones. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The. <laughs> I just think of uh, that thing you do. Uh, oh, the Oneaters? Where, the Oneaters. <laughs> like, we're going to change the name to the Wonders, spelled with a W. And uh, one guy goes, as in, I wonder what happened to the Oneaters? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I remember it being really good. I wonder if it holds up. I don't know if it holds up, but I also have not seen it in forever. It's It was one of those movies that, like, in the five years after it came out, I must have seen it, uh, like, a hundred times. Because mm-hmm. it's like it was like a movie that was just, like, always on HBO or whatever. Be like, yeah, yeah. Well, fine, watch that thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's but, uh, on. Let's just, let's just do it. Whatever. It's on. We're going to watch it, I guess. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, instead of dilly dallying, we're gonna get right into it. No dilly, no dallying, no dill, no dill pickle. Just, here. just marshy, just marshy body marsh. Boom, big fucking dog, man. Chapter six. Uh, so at the end of chapter five, Charlie was like uh, cosplaying as a hole in the ground. Pretty um, much, yeah. <laughs> So she gets out of the hole in the ground and she's like, ah, shit, I got to go meet John for dinner. Um, <laughs> this, yeah. Uh, so she rushes off to meet John for dinner and she shows up at the restaurant. She's like covered in dirt. Uh, and John's concerned. Yeah. Um, and Charlie's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and clean up. So she, first she calls Clay to talk about the holes in the ground. Mm-hmm. And he, and she's like, can you give me the addresses of the other victims? And he's like, yes, because I'm a terrible cop. Yeah, I'm, I am just awful at my job. Uh, yeah. Here you go. Here, here yeah, you go. He, uh, barely, barely legal uh, yeah. team. Yeah. Here you go. Investigate this. Yeah. Um, do my job for me. Do my job for me. Um, <laughs> Clay thinks that he's in Scooby-Doo. Clearly, I, I, I'm so glad you made that comparison because I finished the book today and I was like, "This is Scooby Doo. This whole thing is fucking Scooby Doo." It's it's somewhat grimmer, somewhat, not even much. It's it's like a it's somewhere between uh like Scooby Doo and the but the earnestness of uh the Hardy Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now you're speaking my language. Uh, I was, I was, uh, for some reason, I woke up this morning thinking about the Hardy Boys, and I was like, do they still write those? Do they, are there still Hardy Boys? That's a great question. Are there still ongoing Hardy Boys? I read out of of those. Uh, Let me see. Like, I know the Venture Brothers was basically a takeoff on the Hardy Boys, and it was like, Venture Brothers is like Hardy Boys mixed with like 1960s Hanna Barbera like adventure cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't. I don't Hardy know. Hardy Boys it's... stopped being written in 2005. Huh. Uh, the original ones they started. They start. I mean, I, I imagine it's a bunch of other people writing under 
Franklin W. Dixon's name. Holy shit. The, on, on New Year's Day of this year, the first three books entered public domain. Holy shit. Like, that's how old these goddamn things are. I could are. write that's... a goddamn Hardy pub, like, a, I could just use the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Or at least, at least from the first three, well, the first, well, hold on, how do they put this? The first three original editions, not revised editions, which I don't know, maybe yeah, updated but are the characters it. in public domain? That's a good, I don't think so. I don't think so. Just those books, which is okay. weird. How, do, how, how can you have one and not the other? Well, yeah, I guess it depends. I don't know. Like, yeah. that's why they are, they're always changing the appearance of Mickey Mouse um, over the years very slightly because it's like this version of Mickey is in the public domain. Uh, like, you can use, yeah. like, the Steamboat Willie version, but you can't use the one from, like, 1976 yet. You know what I right. mean? Right. Um, that makes sense. That, that makes, specific I mean, that's, that's, visual. That's just the kind of diabolical genius of uh, of uh, law that a Disney team of lawyers would have. Like, well, was the the Sherlock Holmes thing? There's that book Enola Holmes, which is mm. a young adult series about Sherlock Holmes's sister. Um, and there's been two Netflix movies so far made with Millie Bobby Brown playing uh, Enola Holmes. And there was a lawsuit because in it, Sherlock shows emotion, right? Oh. He's, he shows some some emotion in these movies. And there was a lawsuit saying the stories in which Sherlock Holmes shows emotion are not in the public domain. Huh. They're still copyrighted. And that's I was like, wild. That was that's like a fascinating, like thin slice of like this aspect of like the character is in the public domain, but this aspect of the character is not. Because okay. this aspect of the character was not revealed until this publication, which is not in the public domain. I didn't know it could get that granular. That's fascinating. Apparently it can. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think the lawsuit might have been to tossed, but, you know. That is fascinating, though. Okay. Okay. Shit. So, rewind. Um, Charlie's in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and she's washing off, and she goes to the door, and she tries to leave, but her hand freezes again. Yeah. Um, like this happened earlier in the library and she's trying to open the door and she's screaming to get out. And finally she flies through the door and into John's arms and everybody's just like staring at her. Yeah. Um, and she's like, can we go now? And he's like, yeah. And she's just like, as she's walking out, she just says food poisoning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She pulls an Ace Ventura, do not go in there moment, basically. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, so um, Charlie uh, then gets, they're in the car, and instead of telling John what happened, she goes, hey, can we go to my dad's house? And John's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess you haven't seen it since the storm. All right. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, the storm. That's what I give a shit about. Uh-huh. That's that that's it right there. Mm -hmm. Um so uh they get there and Charlie wants to go in and John's like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. One of your worst. And you've had a few. One of, you've had a few, Charlie. Um he's like, 
it's not very stable since the damage to the storm, and they go in anyway. Yeah. And John nearly loses a foot uh, that gets stuck in the steps, and there's like jagged piece of pieces of wood like sticking into his ankles. I have to tell you, this happened to me once. Yeah, um, I was helping my brother move into his condo. Um, at the time, he was living in Brookline, Massachusetts, which is Brookline is, um, you know how Boston itself is actually kind of small and there's a bunch of cities around it. It's like there's, sure. there's the bigger, greater Boston area, but that that's including like Cambridge, Brookline, all these other towns that are attached to yeah. Boston. Um, he was living in Brookline. He's moving into this condo and we get inside and there are these, there's these marble steps. Um, and I'm, we're carrying a table in and he goes up the steps backwards. I'm going up the steps and I put my foot on one of the steps right on where there was a crack in the step. And my foot goes through the step all Jesus. the way up to my hip. Jesus. And I fall backwards and then the table, like I drop the table, it lands on my chest and we were trying to be smart and move multiple things at once. So I had, you know, those wire racks with like the metal, like metal wire, baker's oh, yeah. wire racks with the, with the legs or whatever. Well, that were, that was sitting on the back side of the table. So like it falls and one of the, the legs goes slides and shunk right next to my head. Jesus Christ. Oh, so, yeah, to, to step, die in Massachusetts. What a, yeah, what a to gift. live and die in Brookline, Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> so the step is broken. And um, later, you know, I just we went downstairs into the basement of this building and uh, it's, you know, it was like a 15 foot drop through the sure. stairs. If I <laughs> if the rest of the step had given way, Jesus like, Christ. there it is. There's the hole. Sweet. <laughs> That's where my story could have ended. Awesome. That's where it could have been picture wrap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Real uh, nice. Real nice. Um, so, anyway, Charlie helps John get his foot out of the step. <laughs> they go to her room, and they see her robo-unicorn and doll, and Charlie has the realization that she's been doodling doors in the margins of her notes when she sees the closet doors in her room. Um, Charlie's like, they're like, let's go check out the workshop. And they go to check out the work workshop, and there's like a tree that has fallen onto the workshop. And John's like, well, we're not going in there. And <laughs> he says this to nobody because right. Charlie's already <laughs> going in there. Yeah, yeah. What they left out was him following that up with, right, uh, to no one. Yeah, to no one at all. So she moves some sheet metal. She gets inside and she starts just like tossing the place. She's just looking for things. And she starts slamming on a door that won't open. And John's like grabs her and tells her to stop. And she just she just starts screaming. There, there must be something in there. <laughs> um, and then she finally tells him what's up and calms down like, yeah, dead bodies, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, which which it's totally fair for him to be confused by this 
twist in events because everything has been treated so with such blasé attitude that it's like either death and murder or it's an episode of Friends. Yeah. I just <laughs> R.I.P. Matthew Perry. Uh, um. We miss you, buddy. <laughs> Game was rigged from the start. Um <laughs> Matthew Perry, it's Fallout New Vegas, opening lines. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, so they turn and they notice the back face of the house is missing and that they actually could have just, there's like nothing actually supporting her bedroom anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that it like could have just collapsed at any time. <laughs> I love that. I love that moment where it's just like, oh, we have a lot of other things to be concerned about, don't we? Okay. Like we could have just died right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and had nothing to do with killer animatronics. Like, yeah. Jesus. Uh, but it's also revealed a room that she's never been in before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's like the living room wall was like a little bit in. There's like an extra room that just didn't have a door that she just never knew was there. Yeah. Um, they check it out and they find similar graves in it, like the ones behind the house that that she was just at. And inside of it, inside one of these holes, they find a disfigured foxy um, yeah. and it attacks Charlie. Uh, John knocks the head off and drop kicks it across the room. Sure. <laughs> and he starts feeling sick. Um <laughs> And they find something that's generating a high-pitched frequency that makes them think Foxy is a regular Foxy and not some random amalgamation of terrifying parts. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. so, they le- so they take it and they leave to go back to Charlie's dorm room. Um, so we get to chapter seven. Charlie and John go back to her dorm room and Charlie explains that the disc that was making the noise is a diagnostic tool. Um, and she starts going through some of the other junk that she had found, noting that there's parts of robots that she knows her dad didn't make. Mm-hmm. Um, and then John notices on one of the discs that there's a label that says Afton Robotics LLC. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, Charlie had always thought that Af- uh, William Afton was just a business partner, but that he was actually a robot guy uh, in his own right. Yes. Uh, Charlie also tells John about how one of the dead bodies looked like her. Um, and they got the addresses from Clay uh, earlier, so they pull out a map and they start putting the addresses of these, like, of the houses of these dead people uh, on the map. And yeah. it looks like each time the animatronics move, it's the same amount. It's like a uniform amount of distance. Like, they can move this far in a day. Yeah. Um, and then just then, Jessica comes in while they're talking about people getting killed by animatronics and Jessica's like, I'm in on whatever you're doing. <laughs> Fucking Jessica <laughs> offering nothing, offering nothing, offering um, nothing, a real, just a warm body. That's really all it is. She's, she's a real Fred in this case, you know? Oh yeah. 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 yeah I, I like, by the way, the fact that we have gotten rid of one of the teens from the first book and have replaced him entirely with his cop dad. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I, it's like fuck the having a kid. He's just his cop dad. Yeah, it's just cop dad, and we don't have the cop little dad. kid to keep in danger anymore. Oh, that little like, kid was terrible. Yeah, yeah, and there was the one. Wasn't there one character whose entire role was to be the token black guy? Yes, 
So has it even been mentioned? No, no. The only character that has uh, like uh, of the other kids that has been mentioned is Carlton. And that's only because his dad is a character. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole thing. I love that. That cracks me up. Martha or Marsha or whatever. And her younger brother and the token black guy. Not mentioned. Nothing. Nothing. Which is, which is, here's the thing. I don't want you guys to misunderstand. This is a good thing. Uh, we don't. Yeah. We just. This is do probably more characters. This is probably the number of characters we should have had in the first book. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if they realized that after the fact, or 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 if it was just a coincidence or what. But just just saying, like we. Did, I'm not complaining that we don't have more characters. We don't need more characters. I don't care why. This is a good thing. Ultimately, this is all a good thing. So. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, Charlie also figures out that it's a direct line from her dad's house to her dorm room. She, like, is like, oh, they're they're on their way here. Great. Yeah. Um, so Charlie and the gang go searching around a neighborhood for where they might be headed next. They extrapolate, yeah. triangulate. And uh, after Guess. accidentally aggroing a guard dog, they find where they might be buried. Charlie mm-hmm. starts digging, and they find something that looks like a Freddy, and they retreat yeah. to call Burke. Um, Charlie sends Jessica and John to the gas station w- to call Clay while she babysits the Freddy in the ground. Uh, Jessica on the drive, or chapter eight now, Jessica on the <laughs> drive to the gas station plies John for information about his time with Charlie, and then they discuss whether Charlie has changed or not. They agree that she hasn't. This was a weird conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, has Char- do you think Charlie's changed? And it's like, is she trying to trick him into saying yes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wasn't clear on this one either. I, 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 I uh, yeah, I'm not sure. And the and and the the idea of Charlie changing comes up uh, later in the book too. Um, it's it's odd. It's it's an odd moment. I have to say. Yeah. Um. So. They get to the gas station and the attendant plays the same exact damn joke on them that he did on Charlie with a taxidermied coyote. Fucking coyote, yeah. <laughs> There's not much going on in Hurricane Idaho, to, no. to be to be fair. They're in Idaho, right? Is that where it is? Uh, is it Idaho? I, I or think, Utah. I can't remember. I think it's uh, Utah. <laughs> it's it's a state you wouldn't uh you, you wouldn't uh, pay money to live in. Uh I'm joking. I'm joking. I love our Idaho and Utah fans. Our Idahoans. Our Idahoans and, and the Utahans. Or or I think they're Utahns. Utahns? Oh that that actually does sound kind of cool actually. <laughs> that sounds like a cast of Tau in 40K, the Utahns. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Utahns have, have are in their mech suits and they're yeah, about yeah, to yeah. for I the machine. It. <laughs> I love it for the greater good, Utahns. For the greater good, Utahns. I can get behind that. I like that. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. uh, actually, you should just like make up a uh, uh, vampire, uh, the masquerade, uh, 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 like vampire like bloodline the, the utahns called the utahns yeah and i like it. it's a vampire that uses mech suits 
That's yeah, that actually has to be a thing. That has to be a thing. It's like mech suits powered by blood, right? That's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, honestly, that does sound pretty fucking metal. And maybe like they're down. like a little steampunky. I don't know. Yeah. Mech suits powered by blood. Uh, that there's something there. There's got to be something there. <laughs> there's something there. That's... It can't be any stupider than the thing I'm writing now. So. <laughs> So we're, we'll just, you know what, we're just going to, we're going to chase that car and find out uh, what, uh, what derelict neighborhood it takes us down. <laughs> Here's the thing, kids, when you're learning how to write a story, you got to be able to understand that uh, it's not, you're not chasing cool. No. You're chasing just a little bit dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dumb ratio. You got to, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best thing that ever happened to me as a writer was because when you're writing, you get so caught up in your head about these cool ideas, these cool plots you have. And I think the greatest thing that could possibly happen to you is when you realize plots are fucking a dime a dozen. Doesn't matter how clever you think your plot is. Someone else has already come up with it. So it's very freeing to actually write down the words mech suits powered by blood and go, I could probably do something with that. Like that's very freeing as a writer. That's, that's good. That's where you want to be in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Mech suits powered by blood. I like it. I like it. What were we talking about? Oh, five nights. FNAF. <laughs> <laughs> the Utahns. So Utahns. They call clay um, at the gas station and everybody goes back to join Charlie, including Clay. And Charlie shows Clay the Freddy in the dirt. And Clay go- goes to check on. Uh, he's like, all right, you guys stay here. I'm going to go check out these apartment buildings nearby to make sure there's, like, no people in there that can be victimized by uh, by these automatons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when Clay returns, the Freddy is waking up. Um, so they're like, all right, everybody get into the car. Yeah. Um, like, you know what? No, fuck it. We're just gonna wait. We're going to wait in the car for the, for this to happen. Yeah. For the, for the um, rest of this, we're, we'll be outside. Yeah. Um, Clay says he told the people, uh, t- that there was a gas leak to get everybody out of the buildings. Um, Charlie, while they're in the car, Charlie experiments more with the diagnostic disc disc that emits sound. Uh, John feels like he's going to throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, Time passes and the kids fall asleep and uh, Clay is thinking about the last argument he had with his wife before they they split, which it's weird. He's like, that's the last thing I ever said to her. And it's like, really? Like nothing? Nothing. You didn't say anything? There's no like buys or whatever. That was it. <laughs> and that's the extent of this uh, journey, by the way. We don't go any further than that little moment of him thinking about his his wife. And like, that's it. That's we're done. They were happily married in the first book. Yeah. Okay. And, th- and then um, not in the second. Not. And then yeah. and then not. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting rid of characters left and right. I really appreciate that. You know what? Yeah. I, I admire uh, the, the razor-sharp effectiveness with, with which uh, Kira is uh, uh, cutting the fat, so to speak. Yeah. 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 yeah I respect it. I respect it. So um, one of the streetlight go, street lights go out, and Clay go, goes out of the car with the flashlight, and he notices that, uh-oh, they're gone. And he, he's, he's, so he runs off 
And then uh, Charlie wakes up John and Jessica to follow, even though Clay, who's already in pursuit of the animatronics across the field, tells them to get back in the car. Um, they get to the apartment building and they hear a scream and they missed somebody. Uh, they missed telling somebody to get out of the apartment and they follow the scream out to the field, to a field by a fence, by like a tree line. And they find one of the animatronics like vomiting up this like chest cavity open, open vomiting this woman out of him Yeah. after spring trapping her. And she like falls down to the ground. And then uh, the, the animatronic, which looks like a wolf uh, stares at Charlie before running off into the woods. Yeah. Um, Clay checks on the woman on the ground while John and Charlie leave to get help. Kind of, kind of cool. Like I, I liked that yeah. image. I thought that was pretty haunting. Yeah, that the was, idea that was... of it's like of like just like vomiting this woman out of its chest. Yeah. You know, <laughs> after yeah. that's spring pretty, trapping that's pretty her. Grim for. Uh for a, a kid's book like that's that's not bad not bad not bad not bad chapter nine charlie's in class taking an exam one of those blue book exams while she's reminiscing back to her childhood and how her dad would disassemble his creations and her toys all the time but had no clue as to why he would bury <laughs> some of them alive in the museum mausoleum that was walled up in their house that is a uh, good that's a fair fair point, point. also yeah. charlie's dad does not seem like a great dad no i couldn't help but think maybe uh the bar is set pretty low in terms of his ability it's always the engineer dad you know what i mean it's uh you're i'm I'm joking i apologize to all of our engineer dad fans who are from utah and or idaho (laughs) utah engineers with their blood battle mechs (laughs) it just writes itself just writes itself (laughs) It's beautiful. He takes his notebook back out. Yes, I, I want you people to know I actually wrote this down. Mech suits powered by blood. <laughs> I'm going to do something with this. I don't know what, but it's going to happen. Oh, God. Um, well, it's because blood has hemoglobin in it, and that carries yeah. oxygen around the mech suit for its uh to to deliver it to the small combustion engines yeah which are which, people because, uh which are people yeah <laughs> they shrink tiny people down tiny people and they're just popping up and out yeah yeah duh duh this is <laughs> writing is not hard okay writing is not hard it's writing it's finding easy. an idea yeah. that is just a little dumb and really believing in it fucking easy fucking why easy. are you why tell, are more of you doing it it's so easy tell stephen king that he didn't need to write on writing it's because it's easy um yeah call clive barker a hack and <laughs> move on hellbound heart more like hellbound fart. <laughs> I knew. God damn it. I knew where you were going with that, and it still completely took me off guard. I knew immediately what you were going to say. I knew immediately, and I still crumbled. It's fucking pitiful. <laughs> fucking pitiful. Oh. So Charlie like clearly fails her exam because she doesn't even write an answer and she just like hides her blue book 
in under her arm and leaves the classroom. <laughs> yeah. Which is which might be the first time it's like, you know what, your priorities here uh, are a little fucked up. Yeah, you failed. Don't worry about it. Uh, you got you, you got lots of time to to make up for that later. Let's let's deal yeah. with the task I, at hand. You'll be okay. Yeah. You'll be okay, Charlie. Yeah. You know. Um so, yeah, uh, John meets Charlie outside her classroom to tell her that uh, the woman they found is going to be okay. Um, and Charlie tells him in response that he doesn't have to keep being involved in this. And then he's like, nonsense. How about some dinner tonight at the same restaurant? Yeah. And Charlie's like, okay. Um, Charlie then goes back to her dorm. She tells Theodore, her the head of Theodore, rather, uh, because remember, she disassembled Theodore, that yeah. she thinks there's something wrong with her because the disc that keeps making John sick sings to her. Um, <laughs> she So let's review her. The thing that she thinks is wrong with her has nothing to do with talking to a disembodied head. But rather this other thing. OK, got it. Yeah, got it. Got Check. It. Got it. Um so she's going to solve this on her own, and she leaves. She packs up a bag, and she gets out of there. And she drives to what I assume is the next location for the animatronics to be, mm-hmm. um, which happens to be a model house. And at this point, the Arrested Development theme song is playing in my head. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> A uh, little ukuleles just strumming along. Yeah. In fact, the whole rest of the book will go by a lot smoother if you just hear the narrator's voice as the narrator of this book. Yeah, uh, no, it's Ron Howard Ron narrating Howard, yeah. the the rest of this book. It's just it's gonna this whole experience is gonna be that much richer and uh, and and more fulfilling if that's just where you go in your head. You'll be happier. <laughs> yeah. Next time on Arrested Development. <laughs> Next time and on cuts, the Twisted Ones, it cuts to it cuts to Job in front of the animatronic, and he goes, "And I'll call it Fuck City." <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so she goes to the model ho- house, um, checks the fridge. There's a dead dove. Don't open inside uh, bag. And, yep. Yep. and she opens it, and then I she says to I herself, don't know what I, expected. I don't know what I expected. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she looks around the house, noting how fake everything is, including the bowl of fruit on the table. And no, she doesn't. But she does note, note that the, the, the table is made of actual, like, uh, it's like cardboard, wood, basically. <laughs> Balsa yeah. wood. Yeah. <laughs> The styrofoam of trees. The styrofoam of trees, balsa yeah. wood. Um, she uh, she goes up to one of the bedrooms and she lays down in the bed and she's thinking to herself that she is going to see Sammy soon. Um, so I'm not sure what sh- her plan is here, um, but we'll continue on because what happens, maybe that was her plan all along. I don't know. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, John's at the restaurant being stood up again. And he calls Clay and he tells him that she never showed to dinner. And Clay's like, stay right there. I'm going to c- come pick you up. Uh, he's, he's, Clay's going to have a long conversation with him about beta male mentality. He's like, uh, listen, this son. All over. <laughs> <laughs> listen, son, she's cucking you. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. 
Come on. <laughs> My wife was cucking me. I got rid of her ass. And now the book's way slimmer and more streamlined. It's better. Just trust me, it's better. And then then Clay's like, all right, you're going to... He's like, just listen. Here's some Joe Rogan. I'm going to start playing Joe Rogan. Uh, and you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to feel your so mas- much better. And your masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's some creatine. Here's <laughs> some creatine. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right, son. Everything's going to be all right. He's like, Have I told you about a little group called MGTOW? Anyway. <laughs> we really should go our own way. Um, uh, this guy, he's a kickboxer, uh, but he's really got some good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's just funny, uh, because every time I see that stupid uh men going their own way thing. Yeah. Uh all I can think of is the song uh Go oh. your own way. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Go your own way. And it's like that is for a group that of men being like, yeah, fuck women. Like and then it, the first thing that comes to mind is a Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah. Yeah. Much like how the Proud Boys are named after a song from the Aladdin musical. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was a, it was like cut from the it was like cut from the movie and then it was used in the musical because yeah. why would you just you know keep, why would you throw that song out forever but yeah, yeah. come on it's that's perfectly good lyric There's, so you, you so put that me- lyric in a in a bowl and add some water you got a stew <laughs> you got a stew baby <laughs> <laughs> a lot of rest of development references tonight a lot of, uh, lot of them tonight guys a lot of them. <laughs> Did you know at Burger King you can refill your soda? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the same scene. <laughs> Carl Weathers. At oh, Burger I love King. that man so much. <laughs> I love him so much. Oh, um, so uh, chapter ten. Charlie's having trouble sleeping in the model house. Do 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 do. And wonders if the disc is messing with her memories of William Afton. Uh, then there's then she realizes that there is something in the house. Uh, Charlie moves around the house, looking around, and then she sees one of them in silhouette in the far bedroom. Uh, she retreats to the bedroom that she was in, and she lays back down and tries to pretend to sleep. That's okay. okay. That's a choice. Choice choices are I, being you know, made. I haven't seen that particular choice made in a horror movie recently. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so she uh, she opens her eyes and looks around the room when the noises stop. But then suddenly, Freddie is at the foot of her bed. And oh, yeah. he distends his jaw and begins to eat her like a snake. And Charlie is sucked inside of Freddie. I, I kind of loved that scene. <laughs> it's just like, it, I don't know. I don't know if it's it's the, the concept of a robot eating and or vomiting you up. But th- those two scenes, I actually really, I was like, you know what? That if I, were, if I were 12 and I read this book, that would fuck me up a little bit. That would a little give bit. you nightmares. Yeah. yeah that's, not bad. Not bad. Not Ms. bad. Reed Reasley. Not bad at all. Uh, John and Clay get to the house that Charlie went to, but it's too late. She's gone except for her sneakers, and so are the animatronics. 
Bum, 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 bum. So, how are you feeling after part two? I, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. It's, it's. <laughs> I, 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 there are some moments I, I have to. I wrote at one point in one of my notes. I said that it, sometimes this is written like a low budget horror film where they can't afford to actually put in the animatronics. Uh, yes. And so there's. You know, and so they're like talking about them a lot and they're like still statues of them. And and that can work. There's 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 room for that to work. Um, and maybe I would have gotten them moving a little faster than this. But when they start actually showing up and doing horrible things uh, and, and I told you before, I, I still am not entirely sure how much of this. I am gauging based on how disappointed I was in the first book. Sure. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that I, I'm kind of looking forward to reading the third one now after, yeah. after we're done with this, like it, this isn't half bad. This is not, yeah. this is not as bad as it could have yeah. been. So I think my, uh, like the individual scenes are pretty neat. I think my only hang up is that sometimes the description, like the actual description of what is going on in the scene can read a little confusing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. sometimes there's just like an inconsistency in like coherent and there being a coherent location that they are in sort yeah. of like when they're trying to find the animatronic and they find the dog and the, like where they were, I was like, I can't even, I'm having trouble actually picturing what, where they are right that's, now. That's totally fair. I, I, I absolutely get that. Uh, and I wonder sometimes, cause I think you're right. I think the individual scenes are better than the sum of its parts and it doesn't hang together um, as well as it could. Um, and I wonder sometimes actually with all of us, all of our talking about eliminating characters and stuff like that, I have to wonder if there wasn't an entire B plot B line that involved or, or even B and C line that involved the other characters from the other book. And it wasn't just removed whole cloth from the whole thing uh because it just it was it, they recognized it as more padding or something and they tried to trim it up and and sew it together real nice but there there's still like this evidence that there's some pockets you know what i mean yeah that's a possibility like if they shaved 50 pages out of it or something like that right the, yeah towards the end of the editing process or something like that and that that just kind of uh weakens the uh the ligaments of yeah, the story. Yeah, the connective <laughs> tissue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to keep that metaphor going. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah, I think there's something to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I'm enjoying it, and I think this book actually has some actual horrifying elements mm-hmm. to it. Like The, the first wolf, book was so boring. The first book was so boring, and there really wasn't any real interesting kills. In no. fact, it would it would do like that, um, that old you know, uh, movie thing, like nineties PG 13 horror movie thing where it would like cut away before Mm -hmm. something really gross would happen. You know what I mean? Um, and I think, I think this one is just like, Oh yeah. She, she gets swallowed by Freddie like a snake. And this woman is vomited up by this wolf animatronic from its chest. Like <laughs> fucking cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking that's, cool. That's doing it. Why? There's no reason that killer animatronics can't be scary. Like at all. If, if you can't make them scary, then you fucked up. Right. Uh, and, and they seem to have, they seem to have 
picked up on that a little bit with this book. So I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm suitably impressed. B B minus so far. I'm I'm not, B minus so far. Yeah. yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, so with all that being said, Phil, what are you playing? Oh, oh gosh. Um, I'm so glad you asked because I actually have these written down here. Um, I I did finish Doom, uh, 2016. Had uh, a rip roar and good time with that. Uh, that's just, I mean, it goes without saying, but come on, that's like that's still just one of the most fun goddamn games to pick up and play. Right. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then uh, because uh, we were steadily running out of Halloween time, I, I quickly threw on uh, Homestar Runner's Halloween Hide and Seek adventure <laughs> game. That's which great. was a delight. Uh, it's two bucks, and it's it's it takes like half an hour, and it's basically a game version of Homestar Runners Halloween episodes. You know, and everyone's dressed in different ways, and they're all hiding from you. And the cool thing, and you'll love this, Kevin. Uh, it, everyone is dressed as different retro point and point and click characters. Oh, that's awesome! So there's like a Loom reference. There's Monkey Island references. There's there's it's it's terrific. It's really really neat. I mean, um, these guys like you know the brothers chaps are were basically they grew up on the same exact stuff that we did. You know exactly. They're our guys. <laughs> like they they are they they are our dudes. And and it and it shows with this because the, and these are not like there's no like King Graham here or anything like these are obscure minor characters for the most part from like Salmon. Max and all that shit, and yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's super fun. Oh, uh, it took oh, me half an hour to beat. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Great way to to to, to you know rain in the holiday. Uh, the big thing that I played though this week uh, that really impressed me, and I and I'm looking forward to more of it. Was I actually played a demo uh, for like I, uh, for a, a long time, uh, and it's it's for this game called Micro Civilization. Have you heard of this? Okay, no, I haven't. No. It is, as the name suggests, it's a Civ game. Um, it's a clicker. Um, okay. And so there's that portion of, like, clicking versus automating things. And you are building up this civilization. And you expand into different territories. And you can um, trade with different areas. And, and, and uh, you can fight barbarians and take their land you can you can you know uh take over forests and use them as as woodland uh you know as as lumber uh sources and the entire time uh every time you uh get to a certain end game within the research process because there are different tiers of research uh like any forex um you end it it ends and you start over and it's like a roguelike kind of situation and there's a Tower of Babel aspect, and every time you can build a new mm. slice of the tower, you're uh, increasing your uh, access to all kinds of different things. And I and and it's fun, and, and and it's fun in that kind of nice, simple, addictive way that some clickers are. Um, although I think this is better than most clickers I've played. Uh, but the art style, in particular, really sets it apart. It's a lovely retro. And this is just a demo, right? This is just the demo, and it's totally okay. free. And I played it for like three hours. Um, <laughs> I played it through because it, it, the end game you can't you can't build the, the Tower of Babel slices. That's that's why it's uh, oh, the demo. Okay. Uh, and I must have gone through it like three or four times, just trying to try different things out and everything. And the full uh, game is coming out. I 
think in like a week and a half and I'm 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 doing it because I haven't I haven't been this engrossed by a demo in a while like I was really impressed that's awesome yeah yeah so uh, I, I I'll have to check that out any, yeah, yeah I think I mean, every, I, it's it's fun super fun. I like I like a little bit of like I'm not as much of a 4x guy as you are um necessarily i mean i know you're not huge on forex this is like you love your civ games but not sure like, sure not like whatever uh what's what's the paradox <laughs> the oh yeah games. i can't like crusader kings and everything yeah i <laughs> yeah. i, I, I spreadsheet forex games Jesus where it's Christ. Just, you those got like a, 20 windows open <laughs> those are man, i wish i was like <laughs> present of mind enough to because they look fascinating but every time i've tried to get into them they have been scalding scalding uh levels of failure it's like uh, there's too there's too much there's too so much, much stuff it's so much and it's it, like it uh, should you'd be you've been playing for an hour and you're like shit i haven't even opened the the window for taxing <laughs> right right <laughs> You and I've been just doing it on default this entire time. I'm a fucking asshole. Like, no, it's it's no. I know exactly what you mean. And and th I think then that's the thing about this is it does have all the the fun little g gidgets and of of uh, of playing a 4x, but it is it's simplified uh, and but incredibly satisfying. It's I at least that's how the demo's been. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how it, it's only going into early access when it's being released too. So yeah, um, it's not even going to be in its full form, but. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm definitely going to throw some shekels their way because I really enjoyed it. That's that's something yeah, that awesome. stuck with me this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Kevin? What are you been playing? Okay, so I have been playing. I've still been playing Alan Wake. Um, I'm. I think I'm almost at the end of Alan Wake too. Um, mm -hmm. It's really good. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's got a lot of really neat stuff going for it. Um, I think there might be some like differences if you play on like. Like I've been playing on mouse and keyboard, and it feels really good. I know some people have said on controller it's not; it doesn't feel great, um, hmm. which I can understand. Uh, but yeah, with mouse and keyboard, it's it's been it's been fun. They've uh, de-emphasized like combat is still there, right? But sure. it's more in the survival horror vein rather than just like an action shooter, which is what the first game was. Yeah. Um, limited resources and it's really easy to die in combat like it's okay. so easy to die okay um but other a lot more of it is about so you have two characters saga anderson and she is uh she's an fbi agent and her thing is all about investigation so she has a case board and you're like pinning up photos of evidence and stuff like that on her case board to like paint a fuller picture of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, you have Alan Wake um, and you're playing his stuff in the uh, the dark place or whatever, whatever it's called. Um, and his he instead of a case board, he has a storyboard. And as he gets to locations in the this dark place, which are like places in New York City, they become scenes on his storyboard. And then there are uh, different characters or moments that he can swap in on those scenes. And the entire location will change to fit that moment. So, oh, okay. Like there, and it's, it's like a big old puzzle solving thing. Like there's one where it's like, all right, I got to get by this, this train that's closed off. Um, and you have to, uh, you get one 
thing and it's like, no, that doesn't do it. And then you switch it over to like this cult of torchbearers or something like that. And mm -hmm. you find out that like you flip it over to that and you find the train burnt and now the door is open and everybody on the train it has been burnt to a crisp. But because you switched it over and it's like it's it's like basically it's switching it after like a terrorist attack or like a sacrifice or something like that. Right. And the doors are now open, but everybody is dead and you're able to go through as opposed to before when it's just like a blank scene or whatever. It's just a train and you can't get through it. I, I seem to recall the Blair Witch game having a similar mechanic uh, mm, in a way. Okay. Where it's where like, you you're, kind look, of like you're looking through a camcorder and, and like you're able to the same place, but at a different time, and you kind of meld them together. It's a similar sure. kind of thing. That's, that's yeah. really fucking cool. That, it's and that's some... excellent for a game based on a writer. Yeah. You know, like, that That sounds more like it, really does. Yes. It's a lot more like it, what it should have been from the very beginning. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh. I really love it so far. It's probably in, going to be in my tier two. I'm like figuring out my tiers of game of the year. Nice. Uh, so five games at a time. It'll probably be in the six through 10 category. Nice. Um, so uh, at the moment, and we're, you know, obviously uh, everything is fluid. We got RoboCop coming out tomorrow. It's out. Yeah. It's out. It's is out. Is it available now? Yep. I, oh, I was gosh. just looking at it. It, it <laughs> looks like a lot of fun. I'm not a huge RoboCop guy, but fuck, it looks fun. It looks really yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, I got a... RoboCop was Paul Verhoeven, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I got to, you know, I got to support the Verhoeven. Absolutely. You know, And you don't Verhoeven. even have to buy it for a dollar. It's 50 bucks. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, the the maybe they'll let us melt the guy from uh, uh, ER while we're, while we're at it. Oh, I mean, come on. It was the same guy, that. right? He was like the sh the asshole doctor from ER. Is is the... it? I never watched ER. I don't know. Oh gosh, yeah. There's like this asshole doctor in ER. I think it's played by the same guy who gets melted by the toxic waste nice. in the in, in RoboCop. Spoilers <laughs> for RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, spoilers for a for a forty year old movie. <laughs> sorry, but, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I feel like RoboCop's like one of those movies you can't really spoil. It just like is. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I think you're right. You, you, it's, it's like you yeah. can't spoil the experience of watching RoboCop. No, it's always been there. It always will be like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> other than that, Marvel Snap. I'm too I'm too deep into Marvel Snap now. I'm back, baby. Same. Uh, I got Werewolf by Night. Um. Oh, you did he, get him. Okay. I did get him. Yeah. He's uh He's interest he's a lot of fun. Uh but he breaks my brain a little bit to play. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um because so his mechanic is every time you play an on reveal card, Werewolf by Night moves to that location. Yeah. And gains plus 2 power. Um so there's a few caveats to that. Mystique Mystique has on is an on reveal card but because mm -hmm. her power is copying an ongoing card when she gets played so play as in like the full action of a of a card being played right 
It, yeah. it comes down, it does its thing, it's out. Then Werewolf by Night moves to that location. Mystique, for example, on reveal, copies, I don't know, Iron Man or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Werewolf by Night doesn't move because it checks against the lane and it doesn't see that there's an on reveal card anymore. It sees ongoing double this, oh, la- this lane's power. Okay. Okay, so there's stay. like a few little things, like little yeah. things to keep in mind with that. Um, same thing. I think the I think it doesn't work for go- like the goblin cards. I don't think necessarily do it either. Right. Um, but you can easily. It's a three drop, and you can easily get get it up to eleven power. You know, if yeah. you get it if you have it on turn three, you drop it, and you just like. You just walking the dog, you know. Yeah, You're just yeah, walking yeah. the dog back and Kinda forth between the yeah. lanes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is um, he is hard countered by Sandman. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, if yeah. if the opponent's playing Sandman, he's not going to scale too much because Sandman is a one per one. You can only play one card per turn. The best ways to scale uh, Werewolf by Night. So Werewolf by Night. Is, uh, Hit Monkey is very similar. Yeah. Where you know how in Hit Monkey you would want to drop a lot of cards on a the turn one, that you're playing. One or two point one cards. Or two, yeah. yeah. Um so Werewolf by Night, turn six, you want to juice them up a lot. You you just you're spreading out a lot of on reveals across the three lanes, and he's just going boop, 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 boop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and if and if you can only play one card because of fucking Sandman, then that just yeah, that exactly. totally cuts so, you off of the knees. Sandman, um, uh, anything that limits movement. So, um, honestly, if 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 you see Werewolf by Night go into the meta, I'm gonna guess you're gonna see Kingpin. Pop okay, in. sure, yeah. Um, so because Kingpin does is uh, if a card moves here on turn six, destroy it. Destroy so I think, it. yeah, I think I think that would be like a Kingpin kingpin thing um yeah yeah that would make that sense. sense Ripley, yeah. for god's sake <laughs> she she just cannot stand the idea that she isn't going to be the guest star every single episode now oh especially now that i'm out here baby she's just a sweet little baby she's just um, a little little baby but that's all i'm playing right now uh nice. probably robocop by the next episode. <laughs> Let's be real. It's going to be Robocop. Be yeah. It's going to be Robocop. I, I tried playing Alan Wake 2. I, I think my... I, I can't make it work on my machine. I've tried a bunch of stuff. I think th- th- there might be something with the Epic uh, game store that's just not agreeing with me for now. So, But I'm going to have to come revisit it later. Sure. Uh, but I did play just enough of it to be like, fuck, like this is very, very good. Like it's... Uh, they, yeah. They've, They've clearly gone in the right direction with this franchise. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm 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 very interested in seeing how uh, how you like it by the end of it when you're finished with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the final out couple hours or so. Um, but that will do it for tonight's episode. Um, Phil, uh, before we go, do you have a website for anyone to go to and look at? Oh, oh, I think what people probably should do is go to patreon.com slash pixelitpod, where you can either join one of our paid tiers and have access to all kinds of cool exclusive stuff, uh, or just join the free tier and be a part of the community. Join us in the Discord, 
and check us out. Uh, it's a super lot of fun. I, I absolutely adore. I, I don't spend as much time in the Discord as I should, but I, I, I will say I absolutely adore uh, everyone in there, and it's so much fun to see all of the different tangents. It's nice to know that our fans go on just as many unrelated tangents as oh, we do. Oh, yes, yeah. No, there's an I entire channel where it's just uh, two two people, uh, two friends of ours, uh, friends of the pod, just talking about um, uh, Dota, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Is is what uh, is what Harry and VZ are talking about all the time yeah. in there? Not a um, game that either of us play, but fuck it, man, you're here. Fuck Hang it, out. man, you're here and talk, uh, Dota. talk Dota. You know, yeah. Talk about whatever. Just get get talk into the get into the Pixlet Discord. It's a lot of fun. Um, Absolutely. Speaking of Patreon, yes. um, we got to shout out a, a friend known as Friendly Friend. Friendly Friend, who has been with us. For a good while now. Thank you so much for your patronage. Thank you so friendly much, friendly friend. friend. Yeah. It means a lot to us. This is like the sixth or seventh episode that we've shouted out Friendly Friend for. And I that's, know. You know what, Friendly Friend? Thank you. You're a cool person, Friendly Friend. You're a cool person. Thank you Bert, for being a friendly friend. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to sing the song again. No, I, I don't think. I, I we, You did it too good. We almost got copyright uh, blocked because of it. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was too accurate to the song. Right. And we can't, we just can't afford to get into that kind we of can't, trouble. We, sometimes uh, you got to go, though, where everybody knows mm -hmm. your name. That's true. You do need to do that. Yeah, yeah. And that's at uh, uh, on Blue Sky and X and Instagram. Everybody knows our name there at Pixel It Pod. Just search, put it in the Pod. search bar. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, sometimes you just got to go there and you gotta, uh, and, you and do go. it. Uh, and, I actually just called it X without even specifying Twitter. Ooh, Ooh. That does feel dirty. That oh, that feels like Elon's winning. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> which which he categorically is not. To be fair, which he categorically is not. I mean, he's yeah. losing. He lost billions. Lost <laughs> big time. I, I do want to take a minute to tell everybody that by the time this comes out, it will be uh, my my first novel uh, is coming out. Uh, novella uh, is coming out. Uh, it should be next week when this comes out. Oh uh, hell yeah! Juice. It is a horror. Uh, a piece uh, about the wine industry. It's like a cross between Sideways and American Psycho. And uh, uh, you can get it from Psychotoxin Press. Uh, check us out. We'll definitely be throwing that around. Uh, be on the lookout for my second uh, novel, Mech Suits Powered by Blood, coming out <laughs> summer of 2025. <laughs> That's not just a novel. That's, that is going to be a Dune-like epic. Yeah. It's not, um, a, not just a novel, it's an experience. <laughs> Whoever controls the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Frank uh, Herbert ripped me off, man. It's just gonna be a word for word rip off of of Dune, except it's it's blood instead of spice. Yeah, it's, it's just blood. It, it's yeah. It's Dune crossed with iron lung. It's Dune crossed with iron lung. <laughs> That's it. It's all it needs. It's like to be. we go to these planets the to mine want. blood. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for tonight's episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and have a good night. Bye.